I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. What happened to my herd? My herd. I lost my herd. It's high noon for Friday, May 14th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. Or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also occasionally find me on Gab at I'm your moderator. And check out the merch site at www.cancelcotour.com. If you have not done this before, I would love it if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts. If you would take two minutes to go over and drop a five-star rating in there. And give me a review if you can. Thanks so much. Today is the 114th day of Barack Obama's third term, as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You saved everyone with your masks. You saved everyone with your vaccines. And now you are totally only admittedly just wearing that mask for show. So look at you, you rebel. Remember when you thought you were speaking truth to power? Remember when you thought that you were counterculture? Remember when you thought you had unique and interesting ideas? Look at you. You are just an obedient little drone. That said, I imagine a lot of people woke up yesterday a little bit. Maybe we had a whole new crop of redeemable communists born just yesterday and ready to immigrate back to America. Wouldn't that be great? So I just want to extend a warm Friday high noon welcome to all the redeemable communists out there. I know you don't like being spoken to this way because you thought you were doing the right thing. Except the problem is you thinking you're doing the right thing without actually thinking about whether or not what you're doing is the right thing isn't impressive and it's not a mark of character 
It's just obedience. You're just trying to let everybody know that you're on the good team. And all of us can see you. That's the part that's really strange. I know you think you want to stay in that crowd you're in, but they're smaller than us. There's fewer of them. And all of us see you. Do you understand? There is a world ahead for you. And all of us see you. And every day, there are more of us. You will be the last on a sinking ship unless you come on back to America. And the way you do that is by stealing your spine and dealing with some mocking and ridicule because you absolutely deserve it. And the reason you deserve it is because of all the stupid and evil ideas you hold in your head and then you enforce on other people. And don't say you didn't do it. You did. Did you reject friends and family members because they disagreed with you? Yeah, you did. You're going to need to make peace with that. And the way you do that is by understanding what you did wrong. So shut up. Deal with what you're told. And then in three to four weeks, you can consider it like training. You'll be American again. You'll be like, wait a second. I was a communist. And when you realize that, everything becomes okay. Because the truth is that we all want you back. But we only want you back if you're able to become a thinking, moral person again. And you haven't been for a long time. Wasn't your fault. It was a decades-long process of tricking you so that you would gladly accept communism. You wouldn't even know it when you saw it. You wouldn't even know it once it has fully consumed you. And that's where you are. But again, the culture did that to you, and it did it to you intentionally. So you don't have to be ashamed of anything except how that state of mind made you treat other people. And as soon as you reconcile that, you're golden. So come on back, commies. Now, let's celebrate one of the funniest things that has ever happened. Go ahead. Thank you. There are a lot of questions about the timing of the CDC's announcement yesterday. So did somebody at the Biden administration or in the Biden administration update this guidance for political reasons? No. <laughs> we win again. This is a big, big win. And if you think that they took this mask thing away without Rand Paul destroying Fauci and everyone else destroying Fauci all week, I would say you're wrong. But did the CDC make this decision based on new the science. I don't think they would have done that either. But wait a second. She just said there was no politics involved and that Joe Biden was told this, that he found out, the White House just found out that the CDC was going to make this change. And it also sounds like they made that change and were ready to announce it without any input from the White House. Also very interesting. It would have been better if she had just been honest and said, yes, it's a political decision. <laughs> we had no choice because everyone can see that Anthony Fauci is an evil fraud. So what was the medical or scientific reason? What was the big breakthrough to do this yesterday? Well, I know that Dr. Walensky did an extensive number of interviews yesterday to answer exactly that question. Got it? Jen Psaki cannot tell you the science on which the CDC made that decision. She especially doesn't want to tell you the science on film. So instead, rather than 
her taking responsibility of what the science is and the White House actually agreeing with that view, she shifts the responsibility for answering this question to the CDC. And of course, they have no answer either. But the important part is the CDC is the science, so they don't have to answer. And then the White House isn't the science. They just follow the science, so they don't have to answer either. But Jen Psaki's going to tell us about the science now. Or is she? But as we've talked in here quite a bit about, the CDC, not just Dr. Walensky, but her entire team of health and medical experts are constantly reviewing the data to ensure that they can provide accurate and up-to-date guidance to the American people. So based on three factors, as she talked about yesterday, vaccines work in the real world. We've seen a lot of studies done on that, including internally in the federal government. So that's number one, but that's totally false. The vaccine data is not that great. The disease killed almost no one to begin with. They have changed the way that they report all of these stats to make it look like what they're doing is more effective than it is. And people are dying. And not only that, people are apparently getting COVID again. And some of them get hospitalized and die. And it's actually even worse than that. Now there are seven New York Yankees, sorry, eight New York Yankees players and coaching staff who have COVID after they were all vaccinated. So now it's front page national news that you can still get COVID and have to stop your life even though you were vaccinated. Vaccines stand up to the variants, which at various times has been a concern about uh, the need to continue to masking to mask even as you after you're vaccinated. Oh, wait, they don't even stand up to the normal covid. They stand up to the variants. How do you know? Did covid stop varying? How do we know there won't be a stronger, newer variant coming right around the bend? And I seem to remember a time that was probably only about 10 days ago where Rochelle Walensky and Anthony Fauci said the variants could be very dangerous. I remember just a few days ago, Rochelle Walensky said she was worried about sending her child to summer camp. But the science must have changed. And vaccinated people are less likely to transmit the virus. That's how they came to the decision. And that's what she conveyed yesterday when she announced the decision. So vaccinated people are less likely to transmit the disease. Okay. So built into that thinking, they would have to be talking about people who were vaccinated and then got COVID after vaccination. And they actually know that asymptomatic spread is not a real thing. They could tell people that they won't. So we're talking now about breakthrough cases in vaccinated people that are asymptomatic. And you're going to tell me that they've been testing that out in the world? No. Why would a vaccinated asymptomatic person even get tested for COVID? This class of people they must have studied does not exist. But just looking at the CDC's website on the way up here, only 45.6% of U.S. adults have been fully vaccinated as of yesterday. Only 58.9% of the adult population have has at least one dose. So what happened to President Biden saying in March that he thought lifting mask mandates before every adult American goes and gets a shot is Neanderthal thinking? <laughs> yeah, what happened to that, Joe? Come on, Jen Psaki, do you need to circle back on that for an answer? Two months ago, it was Neanderthal thinking. Now, it's totally normal. What changed? Nothing. Their motivation is obvious. Joe was lying. Masks don't work. They've never worked. There was no justification for any of this. They're also trying to give this new policy to the people who were fully vaccinated, which is less than half the country. Out of that other, what is it, 54% of people, 
they've probably all seen through this right now. A big chunk of that, they're never getting it. And a big chunk of the people who have already gotten it are not getting the second one. And they've been talking about these numbers of vaccinated people for a very, very long time. They haven't gone up nearly to the point of 75 or 85 or 90 percent vaccinated. They are straight up admitting that masks don't work. This is their final out on selling this vaccine. They're trying to reward people with the only thing they really want because a million dollars being entered into a million dollar lottery was not enough to make a difference. And now they think that they're going to be able to trick people into getting the vaccine so they can take their mask off. Hey, everyone who wants to do that already takes their mask off. And most of us aren't getting the vaccine. Well, first, let me say that the president, our North Star, has been listening to the guidance of our health and medical experts and teams. And that's exactly what we're doing in this case. And just to reiterate, uh, the CDC, the doctors and medical experts there were the ones who determined what this guidance would be based on their own data and what the timeline would be. That was not a decision directed by, made by the White House. It was informed. The White House was informed of that decision just to give people assurance of that. Ah, so you're saying that a supposedly very important decision about public health was just left to the bureaucracy, to the managers. Did you get a committee on it? You communists. Hey, guys, when you think I'm not talking about communism, what do you think communism is? This is a dictator who is not actually legitimately elected and usurped office, pushing responsibility onto a committee. So does the president still think that these red state governors who were a little bit ahead of the federal government in lifting the mask mandates had Neanderthal thinking? Well, again, I would say that even with this guidance that's out there, the guidance is not uh, telling uh, states and localities exactly how they should implement. How is that an answer to does Joe Biden still think that's Neanderthal thinking? See what she just did? She's now trying to imply that smart places won't implement this the same way. There was no effect, no negative effect ever from Florida, Texas, or anywhere else stopping mask mandates, period. As you know, there are some localities and and, uh, states in the country that have higher rates of vaccination than others. Okay, what difference does that make? The CDC said that vaccinated people could go maskless in any situation, period. They didn't say that the community had to have a certain level of vaccination. If you're fully vaccinated, then you can be fully unmasked. That's what they said. She's trying to build out a logic that child-brained communists will accept to give them reason that the mask should still be worn if they're in the sort of place that doesn't have enough vaccinations. Some communities that have higher rates of vaccinations than others. And we even know as this is being implemented that different localities, businesses will implement it in the way that they feel will help uh, ensure their community is safe. But one thing you can notice about the way Jen Psaki speaks is that she will try to finish a thought as if that was the answer to the question. And then she'll do this quick but. And then she'll slide on over to a different thing that she actually that she actually wants to talk about. And it'll seem because of the duration of her answer that she actually gave a really thoughtful answer, even though she didn't answer at all. She also just communicated to businesses that they can still force customers to wear masks, even though there's no justification for it. She still wants that to happen. And the corporations are abiding. I had a friend on the podcast chat on Telegram say that she went to Whole Foods today and they tried to get her to wear a mask. And she said that their company policy is still the same and that it's not discrimination because she can go and buy the stuff online. Cool, Jeff Bezos. 
I know I am reassured by listening to the health, the guidance of health and medical experts, uh, not political decision making. So that's the point we're at now. Can you hear the failure in her voice? Everything these people do turns to shit and it doesn't take a long time. I know everybody feels like all this is taking forever. We are breaking people out of this old mold every day. And these people are helping. They are so stupid. There is no way they can win except by force, which is why they always use force. But it's still not working. Everyone can see this. Everyone can see this. They just forced every communist online who's been harassing people about masks and was until yesterday. They've just forced them all to re-explain their version of the science without the CDC on their side. All these annoying people on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and in real life, all these mask scolds, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Now the CDC is against what they're saying and they'll try to be commies about the vaccine. But what you tell them at that point is you're not allowed to ask me that. I imagine these corporations are holding out for a vaccine passport and they're going to try to keep pandemic fear up until then. And then they'll fail. And my last one, Andy Slavitt said this morning that the White House found out the mask guidance was going to change at 9 p.m. the night before. Were you guys surprised that in the 9 o'clock hour at 9.25, the CDC director was on CNN saying that the science wasn't there yet? Yeah, that's strange, huh? At nine o'clock, the White House found out 25 minutes later, the CDC director was already on cable talking about it. How did that happen? Uh, I didn't watch that interview. I can just tell you that a small number of uh, that they were and we were informed the night before uh, that the guidance that they'd made a decision about the guidance. They plan to announce it the next day. And even here, only a small number of people knew that that announcement was going to be made. Hence, if you were here yesterday, you saw a kind of shock of people taking off their masks around the building. Uh, but, you know, it may have been at the point where they were not ready to make the announcement yet. But I, I point you to the CDC on their specific rollout plan. Go ahead. Isn't that just pathetic? That whole stretch, she couldn't explain anything, any of it. That was embarrassing. That's like not how an adult talks. Wow, man. So now they lose the entire narrative. None of it's left, okay? Fauci looks like he may be running out of TV appearances. And he also might be running out of making appearances in public whatsoever. <laughs> that guy is finished. They're actively speaking against the science while trying to seem like they're not. They can't figure out any way in the world to sell the vaccine anymore. This is their last shot. The only way they could make us actually get vaccines in the future is if they actually put out a much deadlier virus. And let's hope they don't do that. By the way, that's among the scenarios that could throw a wrench into everything. I think it's an extraordinarily low probability scenario, and we would be able to stop that before it happened. But that's one thing that could mess up everything. Assuming that's not the case, and I really don't think it will be. They've basically admitted that they're not following science, that the masks don't work, that the data is bullshit. And they have no idea how to message any of this. They all look like fools. I know that it's easy to fall into that mindset where you think no one else sees this because it's been so long that it's like only us seeing this, but people are seeing it. Okay. They might try to fight it and they might try to look like they're virtue signaling online or they're very responsible or blah, 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 blah. And if you're still on legacy social media, that's what you see all the time. 
It's a reinforcing system, but it's also misleading you. In the real world, people are not acting like that. And you can tell by their behavior what they really think. You know, I said, I I was talking at the beginning of the week about how there were some commies who argued with me at a party uh, last Saturday. And one thing that none of them did do was ask if anyone else at the party was vaccinated. And they didn't leave when they found out I wasn't. So they're not scared. They already don't believe Fauci. I mean, fine. Yes, they were scared enough to go get vaxxed. I don't know why, and I don't need to speak to that. But if they were really standing for the principles they espouse online, then they would have left. Okay? But they didn't because they don't care. And they know it's for show. There are so few people who really believe the way they pretend to believe online. So if you're taking that as incoming fire all day, you're going to think this situation is much more dire than it is. People are waking up. You have to have faith in it. Stuff like this is massive. Tucker Carlson and then Fox and Friends basically put on the idea that Fauci is responsible for the entire pandemic and could be held criminally liable. Okay? That went out to millions and millions of people who then shared it. At least half the country is aware of that narrative now. And it's probably a lot more because we're way better at information than they are. That's why the CDC changed their guidance. They have to make it look like they solved the pandemic or they lose public trust forever as soon as Fauci goes down. Now they bought themselves a few weeks to push Fauci into the background and then try to move on separately as if Fauci never existed in the first place. But he did exist and everyone knows it. Everyone knows that the CDC took their childish little cartoon graphic And just all of a sudden updated it to everything. All green. No warning. Not, hey, a few weeks ago. Hey, I think that we are really like if these numbers continue, I think we'll have masks off in two and a half weeks. You know, there was no date set for it. Like, we're good. We just got to make it till here and then we're good. Just oops, surprise. Hey, surprise, Joe. (laughs) Another decision was made without your knowledge. Because you're not president. (laughs) Ha ha. All sorts of people get to see that narrative. All you need to do is see the narrative that Fauci could be responsible for the entire pandemic. You know how many of these commies have never even thought that once this entire time? I mean, fine. We've all been saying it for a year or longer than a year now. But a lot of people are just having that thought for the first time. And when they turn to somebody that they know might be on the other side or might be a little more down the middle of the road than they are, and they say, hey, did you see this thing about Fauci? What do you think about that? They're talking about criminal charges against him? And somebody's like, yeah, well, I mean, I looked into that lab theory, and it's definitely true, and Fauci definitely funded it, so at least there should be an investigation, right? That's what somebody would say. This is just normal conversation. I'm not saying what I would say. I'm saying that's a totally normal person thing to say. That's not a conspiracy thing. That's someone telling their friend, their family member, their neighbor. Yeah, hey, you know, I have actually looked into that pretty extensively. And it turns out, looks like Fauci's the guy. And we've had him on television all year long telling everybody what to do. He called Andrew Cuomo the gold standard. And he's been pitching us this vaccine that he can never seem to tell us whether it's safe or not. He can never seem to tell us what exactly the vaccine does. He never mentions any side effects. He says it's been highly effective, but their standard of effectiveness is totally made up. And when someone starts 
being exposed to those ideas, things happen. Okay? That's how it works. Somebody has to take the first few steps, and you don't know which one it's going to be, which issue you're actually going to be able to break through with someone on. But this is something that everyone sees, and this is something that was so like closely held on to for them. Like people literally bought pillows with Anthony Fauci's face on them and they probably hugged them tight to their chest. For them to start realizing that Anthony Fauci is who Anthony Fauci is, that's going to be a major moment for them. Anything on COVID or the election is huge. And there was actually news last night that came out, and I don't mean to spend much time on this, but the, you know, the, the f- trials related to George Floyd are happening for the other officers. And one of the officer's attorneys yesterday just submitted evidence that the Hennepin County coroner, the guy who did the autopsy, was actually forced into changing the autopsy to add asphyxiation to the cause of death. And the judge in the case has now put the case on hold. Do you understand what that does for the Derek Chauvin trial? Because he's going to appeal. He already had an appeal. Because that case was obviously wrongly decided. And the jurors were obviously biased. And their reasoning was clearly biased. And politicians tried to affect the trial. And the prosecution tried to bring in last-minute evidence. They were desperate. Oh, by the way, and Joe Biden himself told them they better make the right decision. So, yeah, that's not a fair outcome. That's not a fair trial. And when people get wind of the narrative being wrong, and it's one of their big narratives... When that actually breaks through, that's like the dam breaking. Okay? That's what works. This is a great, great thing for us. And this has actually been a week of great things. But Fauci losing his luster is one of the top five things that could quickly get us out of this scenario. And he seems to be happy to continue helping message to parents who are out there thinking, well, I'm vaccinated. My kids are not, but the odds of them getting the virus are very low. Would you tell them, no, 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 the kids still need to wear a mask? Yeah, the, the children do when they're out there playing with their friends and, uh, you know, in, in, particularly in an indoor situation, they do. But, you know, one of the things that's also important that's happened most recently is the approval of vaccines uh, for children 12 to 15 years old. And then we are also doing studies now in an age de-escalation from 12 to 9, 9 to 6, 6 to 2, and then 6 months to 2 years, so that we'll be able, hopefully by the end of the year, to be able to vaccinate children of any age. But right now, the 12 to 15-year-olds are eligible to get vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. So that's another good news story in all this. Yes, such good news. The good news is that we'll be able to vaccinate everyone's children by the end of the year for this thing that no one is going to pay attention to me for any longer. This man is insane. If people aren't getting the vaccine by now, they're not getting it. If people aren't getting the vaccine, they're certainly not going to get their kids the vaccine. So really what you have is the same commies going back and getting their kids vaccines, except not even all those same commies will do that. Some of them will have actually read the literature and made a terrible decision, but nonetheless know that there's no reason to give it to their kids. They'll know their kids aren't affected. They probably have read that at some point through the year. So now we're talking about the commiest of commies. And of course, all maskies getting their kids vaccinated and they are going to want to do this, apparently, because Anthony Fauci is still God. And so they're happy to take their little child 
and sacrifice it on the altar of scientism. And that's really what they're doing. Let's be honest. There's no reason to inject your child with a brand new kind of vaccine technology for a disease that cannot kill them. What you're saying is you're so committed to this science project as you see it that you are happy to put your own child up as part of the experiment. That's what you're doing. It's sick. It's child abuse. You don't even have any clue about what you're doing to your child. And the truth is that no one does. And you're still doing it anyway. You psychopaths. But if you want to know more about how political this is, yesterday, before they announced the mask thing, AFT, that's American Federation of Teachers, their president, Randy Weingarten, came out and she said that schools should definitely be reopened in the fall. And this wasn't part of the mask thing. She just wanted to be out in front. Because how would it look if everyone's okay to go without masks indoors if they're vaccinated, right? <laughs> so all the teachers can go get vaccinated, so they're safe. Except the students could still carry it and still get them sick. That's what we're told. But Randy Weingarten, on no new science other than that 12 to 15-year-olds could start getting vaccinated, she decided to come out and say that there's no reason schools shouldn't be open in the fall. And that's true. There's also no reason why schools shouldn't have been open this past spring or last fall or last spring. Because once again, there is no substantial recorded proof of schools being a source of spread anywhere in the entire world. There are places that never stopped having kids go to school and everything's fine. I don't know how this stuff doesn't get through commie heads, but it doesn't. You can tell them something that simple and they don't understand. Their brain rejects it because they think that there's no way the people in charge would have hid that from them. And once again, this is another aspect of the big lie. The people who are susceptible to the big lie are the ones that cannot believe that anyone would tell them a lie so big and that so many people would reinforce it. That's what it is, and that's what this is. You can tell them simple, indisputable facts that would change the entire way they view the world, and they won't accept it because they believe that the party would have told them because the party cares about them and they know the party cares about them because the party says it cares about them. And that's the same way they know that they care about other people. It's because they constantly say they do. They don't show they do just like the party doesn't show anyone that it cares about the communists who support it. They say it, though, and that's all that really matters when it comes to caring. But congratulations to Randy Weingarten for definitely not getting a heads up and definitely not changing her entire position in one day. And now let's go to the enfeebled usurper of the free world. That is Joe Biden. He had the unmitigated gall to text this yesterday or to tweet this, I should say from his at POTUS Twitter account. The rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. Now that sounds awfully authoritarian. First off, there are no rules. There are laws and laws are put in place by the people's representatives or at least that's how it used to work, and that's how it will work again. But there are no rules. Private business can have rules. 
The government cannot have rules on what we need to do with our own personal health or our face, which is why they never got a law. And this whole thing has been enforced by the culture upon each other. And no one actually cares about him saying this. This is how bad they are at messaging. There is no group of people that needs to read that. Okay? People who are complete maskies and vaccinated and all that, they're going to act just the same as they always did. All of us think it's disrespectful. And probably a lot of redeemable communists think it's disrespectful too. They probably also think it doesn't make sense. And then they have the next thought. Wait a second. If we're the ones who got vaccinated, we can take our masks off wherever we go. But how will we know if the other people there with their masks off are also vaccinated? And they're just going to think that they can do that? And then the truth is, I won't even be able to tell whether or not they're on my side. But I'm a communist. I, the only way I can get through the day holding all these stupid and evil thoughts in my head is by believing that everyone agrees with me or is a terrible person. But now I can't tell who's on my team. Are the masked people saying that they really care about my health, but they just haven't gotten vaccinated yet. And what kind of person wouldn't get vaccinated yet? So maybe the masked person is on our team and is just trying to model good behavior for the unvaccinated people. But man, there's a lot of people with their masks off. I don't know if I should thank them for getting vaccinated or not. Maybe they're the enemy. Oh, my God. And then a commie head explodes. And the truth is that person wasn't going to be redeemable. <laughs> they're lost. And hilariously, I actually saw a lot of this. I was at the gym today, and I think there was actually more mask usage than normal. I really... I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why anyone is wearing a mask in the gym in the first place. It is so stupid. There, just like schools, is no substantial proof around the world that gyms are a source of spread. In fact, people who go to the gym generally have better immune systems than people who don't. So they're already less susceptible to the disease and less susceptible to spreading the disease. So... Why are you wearing your mask at the gym? And then they have arguments about how it's actually like good to exercise with low oxygen. Okay, maybe that's true. It doesn't mean it's good to exercise with more carbon dioxide and bacteria that you're huffing in, you brain dead communist moron. If you sweat on the mask, the mask wouldn't work. Even assuming that masks do work, right? And they don't, obviously, at all. But even let's say that they did, like that the N95 mask was actually going to save you. That only works if you wear it properly. It has to be clean. It has to be new. If you're a man, your face has to be shaved. And it needs to seal to your face. If you are moving and sweating, it can't do that. So that mask also does not work at the gym. The only thing you are accomplishing, masky, is the reduction in your own health. Which, considering the rest of your beliefs, is probably habitual at this point. But yeah. I think these maskies are actually doubling down. Like if they're still wearing a mask in the gym, they're the sort of person that has for sure gotten vaccinated. So there really is this set of people who are vaccinated 
and then going to still wear their mask indoors, even places like the gym, just so that they can show everyone else that they're on the team. That is madness. That is a society brainwashed by communism. They think everything they do is for the good of everyone else. And they will not express their own beliefs in public because they are scared of being kicked out of the party of false decorum. It's insane. Again, when you think, oh, hey, man, maybe they're not like total communists. Yes, they are. And so what of herd immunity? Are we ever going to get there? I mean, we're already there, of course. But they have no narrative about herd immunity now because we're never going to reach the vaccine threshold that they were talking about. They had Miriam Webster redefine what an anti-vaxxer is in the dictionary. They've also had them redefine what herd immunity is. And the idea that herd immunity can only be reached through the vaccines with a vaccine for which we will never meet the standard that they set forth for herd immunity. I guess we're never going to reach herd immunity. Either that or they can admit that they were totally wrong about the science, which of course they are, but they're not going to admit it. That would mean now that COVID is just in our society forever and people will constantly be getting sick and, and, and infected. But we no longer need masks for people who are vaccinated. That's not going to work at all in the real world. And masks will just go away. And no one else is going to get vaccinated. And nothing else is going to happen. I'm sure that they will find ways to keep scaring people and keep trying to implement lockdowns. But it's not going to work any longer. Unless they're going to put forth a brand new disease that actually does kill people dead in the streets. There's nothing left for this. And again, consider how quickly they're losing these narratives. Anthony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky have testified twice in the last two and a half weeks, maybe even less than that. It could be two weeks, 10 days. I can't remember when the first one was. But they have just reversed their own positions in a very short amount of time with absolutely nothing new scientifically. That's it. And they can say whatever they want. The three steps that Jen Psaki listed about the science were not true and not science. They're only talking points. They're only things that people can say to themselves to make it make sense. They'll think, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I guess if the vaccine protects against all the variants, they're saying it's just fine. Okay. That's not what they were saying a week ago. But you don't care and you don't know. They can't win narratives this way. They can't. It's impossible. And you can see the, the trajectory. We have been winning all of this. This is going away for the right reasons. The country is done getting played by the COVID thing. And so I did that debate yesterday and it was all right. Uh, you know, I think that I did OK. There's a bunch of things that I would have liked to have said, but didn't have the time for because it was this overly structured thing where it would be one person talks and the other person talks and the other person talks, then the host talks. And you can't really break through too much with that stuff where everyone's trying to be as polite as possible. And not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with being polite. Of course, you should be. But if you can't challenge the things people are saying, then it kind of takes the point of a debate away. And as I was saying yesterday, I imagined and was correct that I was the only person there who believed that the election was a total fraud. And one of the guys, I guess, is actually 
a wannabe fact checker. And I, I don't mean to insult him. He's just not really doing it. Like he has a website that shows his fact check business and it's not a real thing. There's like 60 people on it. And the evidence they're trying to show is ridiculous and one-sided and basically just cites a few mainstream sources. It's like, it's, it's, there's no respect paid to the other side at all. Like they don't even think the other side might be right. So they scour the internet for explanations. Like I'm sure that they have Gabriel Sterling's statement on there. Like he's the guy in Georgia you remember, who came out and would keep making statements in favor of Brad Raffensperger and the like. But that's the sort of fact-checking he's doing, which is to say not fact-checking at all. He's just telling everybody, oh, here's what a collection of news sources says. You were right the whole time. And so at one point he claimed that he did a fact-check of all the election fraud claims that Donald Trump made in the inaugural, or not in the inaugural speech, in his speech, Uh, on January 6th, and that there were 56 of these claims, and he found that zero of them had any substance to them. And we didn't go into those claims, of course. And I actually pushed back at one point and was like, hey, why am I being forced to answer for things Donald Trump said? Okay? I'm not trying to say that everything Trump says is accurate, but that's not actually whether or not election fraud happened. Like Donald Trump could have been off in some immaterial way about every single thing he said. The overall narrative of what he was saying could be entirely true. And it turns out it is true. And he didn't actually dig through sources. He has not looked at the election since January 20th, it seems. Literally had no idea about anything relevant Since back then, Dominion to him, just fine. Dominion CEO, he tried to mention this guy's testimony, which is it's clear he didn't watch. Of course, I did watch that. And so he was wrong about that. And eventually I just had to call him out. I was like, hey, man, none of the stuff you're saying is actually correct or true. And that actually matters. And of course, we had to move on to another thing. And then the other guy, uh, Wilfred Riley, who I actually think is is a smart and reasonable and decent guy. He uh, focused mainly on the idea that there was not actual election fraud, but there was lots of societal and corporate malfeasance around what happened that caused Donald Trump to lose. And now I think that is an okay argument to make, I also think it's a really basic argument to make. I mean, denying that would just make you a straight up communist. It's obvious. They even admit it in that Time magazine thing from a couple of months ago where they talked about the the massive conspiracy to make the election go their way, including handling how protests would work, stuff like that. So he admits all that, but doesn't admit that election fraud is real and Again, like not an insult to the guy, but he didn't say one relevant thing that has happened in the election since January. And I sat there thinking about what I said on the podcast yesterday. Like, I'm going to get painted as a guy who doesn't know what he's talking about. In fact, I had this this fake Ministry of Truth guy trying to say that all of this is just a product of disinformation. And that everybody just follows blindly what Trump said. And I actually had to call him out about that. I was like, hey, man, this is actually insulting. You know, like this is over half the country right now. And it's not about Donald Trump. And of course, no response to that. He had one thing to say the entire time and just said it over and over and over again. He has fact checked everything and it's all disinformation. And that's what it'll always be because he is now the ministry of truth. And it's funny because as a kind of a a business idea, something that you could capitalize on being innovative in the field of ministries of truth is actually pretty effective. I imagine there's still a big market there because the fact checking business has become a real thing. Facebook pays a lot of money for it. Instagram does as well. If he tries to convince one of these tech companies 
that he has a really good idea about how to operate that, maybe he gets a buyout. That's what he's thinking for sure. And I don't think he's wrong to think that, except for the fact that the world he exists in doesn't actually exist. So when everybody realizes, or I imagine most people probably have, when everyone realizes that fact checks are total bullshit, he's not going to have anything. And the social media companies are not going to keep paying this money. But there's nothing worse than talking to a person who is not only thinking that they are right about everything, but also that they are an arbiter of who is right about everything. And then ultimately you find out that they don't know anything. And at the beginning of the conversation, I tried to steer it away from simply like going over evidence and then letting someone try to debunk it. That is an absolutely pointless debate that you can get anywhere on left-wing media. Okay. That's not a debate. Talking about disinformation is very interesting to me, but it's also not election fraud. Talking about how corporations colluded and institutions in our country colluded to try to harm Donald Trump in the election is an interesting conversation. And it's one that I've had on this podcast a whole bunch of times, but it's not election fraud. And none of these people have paid any attention to what's happening in Arizona or any of these other states. They have no idea. Literally the day after the we found out that the databases had been wiped and that the boxes were unsealed, that the ballots were all thrown together, that ballots were missing, sometimes as much as 17% in one batch of 200. We find all that out. We know that the county supervisors never got administrative passwords for the Dominion machines. Dominion says they won't give out those passwords. And I'm supposed to treat these people as if they know what they're talking about. Due to politeness and due to the structure of the debate. So that part is a bit infuriating. You know, I got some shots in and it's fine. But uh, I asked... I asked this, uh, the Ministry of Truth today, if he could send me his work on those 56 Trump claims. And I'm going to have a look at those, and I may well take the time to absolutely obl- obliterate as many of them as I can. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't probably get any of them right. Trump is wrong about stuff sometimes. And maybe he's saying it for another reason, and that's fine. But if we're going to take him literally then you could make a literal explanation for why he's wrong about things. And if he's and if uh, the Ministry of Truth is correct, I'll give him that one. But otherwise, I'm going to say, hey, yeah, he might have been off by that uh, on that number slightly. But the thing he said is still true. And here's how it is true. I might take the time to do that because this guy should not be fact checking anyone. He has no idea what he's talking about. And that conversation that I engaged in yesterday was virtually not about election fraud or what it means or why these people can't see it because they say that they're all about the data, all about the data, all about the data. Everybody's all about the data, aren't they? The data doesn't help you if you're wrong about the conclusion, okay? That just means that you believe you saw the data and were convinced by the data to believe what you already believed and then you didn't bother looking at any other data because the data also is not on their side. All of this, all of it is so frustrating, man. And if this guy delays on sending me this thing or I don't hear back from these guys, I'm going to actually like write a letter to the people on the email and say, hey, I mean this in the most respectful way, but what we had was actually not a debate about election fraud. And it doesn't seem like anyone besides me knows anything about election fraud. So don't put me in that position again. And if you want to have me on one on one and we can actually talk about things, then fine. But otherwise, what a pointless waste of time. And I apologize to my friend John Wood for saying that, but it's true. That was not a debate. And it definitely wasn't a debate about election fraud. 
So really, all we're saying is that we had a very brave conversation where someone actually got airtime who can tell you that the election was defrauded. Anyway, I guess you got to do what you got to do. And I'm glad I made the appearance and I'm thankful to John for having me on. I just don't understand the exercise. I really don't. I think that people are not curious. They want it to go away. They actually think that the smart person's position is that it's all over and nothing else could happen. But they know the audits are going on. They just really are convinced that nothing can come of it. And I said at one point, like, I think that you guys are going to realize in the coming months that everything you're saying is wrong. And that doesn't mean anything to them because they think so little of the people that they are talking to ultimately. And I'm not putting that on Will, by the way, because I think that he, he I, well, I hope that he had some thoughts about it afterward and that he didn't think I was just an insane person, but he might, and that's fine. If people still think this is insane, <laughs> they're going to end up on the wrong side of that claim. I'll be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns do not work and never did. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!